Woi woi, woi woi, woi woi. Then it then go on the radio again. Yo! If you want to smoke free weed, go board yourself. You need to go plant a seed. Go board yourself. Make your knowledge increase. Go board yourself. Go board yourself. Go board yourself. Hey, all right. Welcome to Grow Bud Yourself. This is the premiere episode of our Cannabis Cultivation Podcast. It's me, Mike G. Hey. Hey. And our special guest, Kyle Cushman, for this premiere episode, brought to you by Bogart, disposable one-hitter pipes, a hygienic way to share a smoke with friends without the risks associated with passing joints and blunts. So check them out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at YBogart. And we have more information coming up later on how to get your hands on some free Bogart disposable one-hitter pipes. So stick around. We'll be back with much more. So here we are, the premiere episode of Grow Bud Yourself. Mike, how you feeling? Oh, pretty excited, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. Awesome. I like this Grow Bud Yourself thing. Yeah, it's amazing, and we are independent. It's you and me doing this on our own. We're teaching people how to grow. I hope people will stick around and find out all the different info. Uh, we've got amazing guests scheduled. We're going to be doing the show weekly every Thursday, coming out with a new show, new guests, new information. Uh, we're really excited about the Patreon page as well, which you guys can check out at patreon.com slash Danny Danko. That's where we have uh, a place where the show lives, a place where we can post uh, all kinds of updates on the show. You can become a patron, uh, a subscriber. You can be a supporter, a follower. You can get extra uh, hidden content, exclusive uh, photos and videos and uh, podcast information and content right there. So there's different tiers and levels that people can sign up. And I really love it and appreciate it if people supported us in any way that they can. And it's kind of cool, like for the first time ever, we're going to, well, not in the history of time, but for us, uh, we're going to be putting video clips up there. So that's, that's right. Fun. Yeah, that's right. Now I like that, the, you know, the video element to all this. It's <laughs> sort of like a welfare check during this whole quarantine thing. I'm glad that you're <laughs> you're doing okay. You know, you're not not self harming, <laughs> looking good. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, the key is you know I have a nice little stockpile of uh, cannabis and hash, so I don't have to worry about that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess we haven't really talk to people <laughs> yeah what, how long has our break been like two years kind of i mean i guess october 2018 was the last uh okay. free week show with high times and now yeah um, you'll notice if you're uh you know tuning in right now this is not free weed this is grow bud yourself so what what's up with that right it's a new show uh it's independent uh from high times uh they're doing their thing we're doing our thing and uh we're hoping to just you know draw people to our sites, uh, we are on Acast, uh, we are at Patreon, and you know we're we're just excited to teach people how to grow. Uh, everyone, you know, has been suffering during this virus situation. Um, you know, I was let go from High Times, and uh, after 18 years, I wish them nothing but the best. But you know, it's time to move on. I'm thinking about the future, and I think it's very important right now, especially. I think people are very interested in home cultivation. I think, you know, they've seen what a crisis like this can do to the supply chain 
and I think that they want to grow their own. I, I can see that, you know, I can see there's more enthusiasm out there from people to grow their own cannabis, to grow their own vegetables, to grow their own fruits, to grow their own microgreens. And all these things can be accomplished in a very small space, in an apartment, you know, in a grow tent, in a closet, in an, a spare bedroom or a, uh, you know, garage. So, you know, I definitely want to encourage people to create their own cannabis. It's always been my mission. Uh, my book is all about, you know, beginners getting started and growing. And I think that this show is, is an extension of that. This show is our way to get this information out to the people so that they have that option and opportunity to create their own cannabis and their own whatever it is that they want to make. Uh, but again, cannabis is our focus. And I do think that, you know, the idea is grow bud yourself. You know, you don't need uh, a huge warehouse. You don't need fields. All you need is a small footprint in your home, a three by three foot space, four by four foot, four by eight foot space, where you can put up a tent or a box or, you know, set up a light in an extra room or a closet and be self-sufficient. And again, it's not just about uh, sufficiency or saving money. It's also a lot of fun. So we want to bring the fun into it as well. We want everybody to understand we know that you're spending more time at home. We know that you're, you know, got a lot of extra, you know, time on your hands. And why not spend that time creating your own medicine, growing your own flowers, knowing what strain you're growing, knowing whether it was fed properly, knowing whether there was, pest, whether there was pesticides used on it. Um, all the things that, you know, we've always been touting, but I think that are so much more important now. Yeah. I mean, well said. Uh, that basically is the show. And, you know, I don't know if you're aware, but I too um, have left high times. Uh, so after 14 years. And so That's now, right. yeah, so now you and I are doing this and it's uh, exciting. We're kind of learning as we're going. Uh, normally, uh, we would be doing this show uh, in a studio together. But, you know, <laughs> with the social distancing thing, we have distanced uh, ourselves socially and we're going to do this over Zoom for the time being. So there's probably going to be some um, learning uh, experiences along the way and maybe bear with us if there's some sound that uh, isn't super appealing. We're going to, you know, hone in. We're going to get this all right. Uh, but the most important thing, I think, both for Dan and I is to just get the show out to all of you people and uh, in a consistent manner. And that's what we intend to do starting now with this debut episode. That's right. April 30th, debut episode. And we're just very excited. I thank you so much to DJ Shock and Winstrong for the brand new yeah, new song brand new song yeah. for, for grow bud yourself and uh yeah thank you to my friend tom for the artwork uh thanks for everyone for the support all our sponsors all our listeners um we're really excited to have you guys back and again the consistency is here we got nothing else to do man we're <laughs> we're gonna be doing this show on a weekly basis and we hope you'll stick around we hope you'll subscribe you're gonna get sick of us by the end of this <laughs> i'm telling you um, well, we'll see. And actually, you know, um, and speaking of the, the coronavirus and the quarantine, um, maybe you're stuck at home and it's a little, um, it's almost impossible for you to smoke a joint or a bong like you might uh, normally want to do. You might be in the market for a vaporizer, right? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people are switching over from combustibles to vaporizers at this point, just, you know, thinking about their lungs and, and thinking about protecting themselves from any potential harms. And so we have a special deal, right? With vapor.com. 
Yeah, yeah. If you're in the market for a vaporizer or just about any other um, device that you could possibly be interested in, you can go to vapor.com and use our uh, coupon code. It's GBY, and uh, that'll get you 20% off anything on that site in April. So you're listening to this on April 30th. Uh, that 20% off is only good in April, but starting in May, you'll still get 15% off if you use the coupon code GBY. Right. So GBY is the code. That's grow bud yourself, GBY. And again, through the month of April, you will get 20% off. And uh, starting in May, it'll be 15% off. And that supports uh, our show. That supports vapor.com. And that makes sure that uh, you have whatever devices that is that you're, you're needing to consume cannabis in a, in a healthy manner. Now, normally, I would say um, in, this, in this section up front here, uh, we would also talk a little bit about um, some news and current events and, and politics and that sort of thing in the world of cannabis. Um, but uh, for this show, uh, first show back, we have a really, really extensive and excellent interview with our good friend Kyle Cushman, as well as a, a wonderful uh, cultivation segment. So we're going to keep this opening segment a little brief, but in the future, you can look forward to getting uh, some cannabis news and uh, current events and all of that good stuff right here on Grow Bud Yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the most important bit of news uh, that I could share is that we cannabis went from illegal and unwanted to now becoming essential. And I think it's really mm -hmm. important for people to understand that that's uh, you know, a sea change in how people are viewing our healing flower and this uh, sacred uh, herb that we all love so much. And I'm so excited about having Cushman on as well. He was the first guest on the first episode of Free Weed. He told some amazing stories. I mean, he was a, 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 a tank driver in the army in Germany, you know, smoking hash uh, while driving a tank <laughs> in operations. It's really that's, hard to picture that. That's a story that he's told on, on our previous show. Yeah. Uh, and, and we got some great stories out of him for this show as well. So um, thank you to Kyle. Thank you to Jacques. Thank you to Winstrong. Thanks to all our sponsors. And thank you to you, Mike, for you know sticking with me and uh, doing all this uh, preparation work for putting out this podcast on a weekly basis. I, it's, just, uh, it's just nice to have a reason to put pants on. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> That's assuming you have pants on. But, oh, yeah. That's uh, a good, good point. If, if you guys want to thank me and Mike, like I said, go to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash Danny Danko, and support the show there. Whether you can support it financially, whether you can support it by um, just following us, whether you can amplify our message by uh, putting out, you know, uh, a call to action on social media for people to come to our uh, our show and subscribe. We really truly appreciate it. We're a hundred percent independent. Uh, we have no you know corporate backed support at this point. So uh, anything you can do to help us out would be appreciated. And like I said, we want to create a community of grow bud yourself listeners and people who you know subscribe, people who support us. And we want to we want to back and forth with you guys if you guys want more segments on a certain topic. We want to know about it. If you want to ask questions, we want to hear them. And uh, like I said, let's create a community. Let's create more cannabis and let's get through this all together. That sounds good to me. All right. So uh, what do you say we uh, take a little break, but then come back with that interview with the one and only Kyle Cushman. Sounds good, man. I'm excited. Uh, stick with us. 
And we'll be back with our friend Kyle Cushman and much, much more uh, on cannabis cultivation here on the premiere episode of Grow Bud Yourself. Grow Bud Yourself. That's right. All right. Well, hey, we at Grow Bud Yourself are so happy to be sponsored by Bogart. These are disposable one-hitter pipes. These are an amazing hygienic way to share smoke with friends without the risks associated with passing around joints or blunts or even bowls or bongs. They're very discreet. They're even biodegradable. So they're made with a compostable paper. You know, you can toss these without any sort of guilt uh, they have a recyclable stainless steel bowl, and they have a special offer for Grow Bud Yourself listeners. If you text the word Danko to 434-204-2042, you will be participating in their giveaway. Every participant has a one in five chance of winning a free nine pack of Bogarts. That's free shipping, no purchase required. You just text the word Danko to 434-204-2042. 2042 to participate in this giveaway. Check them out. They're at YBogard on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you can check out YBogard.com for more information. Pick up your phone right now and text Danko to 434-204-2042 to participate in the Bogart giveaway. All right, we are back from the break, and here we are with our first ever interview with our first ever guest, who is also the first ever guest on our other show, and uh, a mentor and a friend, and someone who I learned from even before I ever got started uh, at High Times. I learned from reading his articles, and then we became friends, and uh, then you know, co-workers and colleagues and uh, now great friends. I want to introduce the legend, Mr. Kyle Cushman. Wow, first ever? That's pretty cool, Dan. Yeah, you were the and first guest on Free Weed and you're the first guest on Grow Bud Yourself. This is, gonna, <laughs> this is going to be a legendary broadcast. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, it kind of had to be you because you really set me on this path in, in many ways. I mean before even having met you, you know, reading an article, I remember uh, something about organic growing indoors or something. And it was really the first glimpse I ever got into the idea that you could grow uh, indoors organically. I mean, at the time that all the hype was Rockwell and hydro and, you know, it was three part systems of chemical nutrients and how big can I get these buds to blow up and CO2 and yeah, well, you can bring a box inside your house, you know, <laughs> but nobody's gonna be bringing in bales of dirt inside your house and stuff back 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. Was, and how, are, how are you disposing of that, you know, in an apartment, right, you know, right. it, just, it, it, it brought so many questions to light. And then, you know, later I became a member of the bong hitters, softball team the high times uh high times oh, bon memories there oh my god of which you were you know like a lights out uh pitcher incredible <laughs> batter i mean who knew that you were such a great softball pitcher it was like you were like the 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 Sandy Koufax. Of, of <laughs> well, the, the question is, Kyle, were you there when, when Dan ripped his face open playing softball? <laughs> yeah. 
I was uh, on the mound and we were uh, playing on a playground. We were playing yeah. on a concrete playground and uh, he collided with Jeremy. I, it wasn't Jeremy, it was another guy uh, who didn't play a lot all the time. Uh, a guy named oh John. Oh my God. Yeah, we. Yeah, oh, that was some head, of the, great, the greatest memories of living in New York City, truly, for me, <laughs> was the, the food, you know, just being able to get around and the food mm -hmm. and softball in Central Park at sundown. Right. It's amazing. Softball in Central Park at sundown. Right. Was it's just. Slip. Yes, smoking and talking with our friends and, and watching the other teams. Some of them were a lot more straight-laced than us. You know, like, uh, 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 what was the, what was the, the, uh, the William F. Buckley rag that we played against? Was right. The Wall Street, Wall, Wall Street yeah. Journal. The Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Yeah, they, weren't, they weren't so straight, though, you know? Uh, you know, occasionally yeah. people from the mailroom would come smoke with us. <laughs> but, uh, you, know what, you know what? Do you remember... Do you remember uh, we were in, I don't know, uh, we've been playing for a couple of seasons already. And uh, one day we didn't have enough players. We were playing against Playboy. Okay. And everybody used to love to come and watch the Playboy games because they thought Playboy, right? But there was never <laughs> any, any women there from the, you know? Right, and this right. one time there was actually a Playboy playmate and she right. had to play on our team. Do you remember? I do. And I think she ended up getting into some type of a collision. Was, she she did. She was on our team and she she hit the ball and she was running around the bases and they threw the ball from the outfield to third base and it hit her in the side of the face. Oof. Wow. That's what we sure. all did. The whole team went, ooh, million dollar insurance contract. Right. right. Yeah. Heft could not have been pleased about that. Uh, but yeah, man, playing so, softball, that was great. That was, and that's that really, was yeah, that's really how I got, you know, got to know people at high times too because i was at head case hemp hats at that time and uh remember in 2001 i was still at, at, at head case and you and i had a little uh a little grow in the in the woods uh of some strawberry near cough the, up near the missile silos right right yeah yeah in uh you know <laughs> what it's at like nyack in that area but rockland county area right and we had a little outdoor gorilla grow out there and you did. Right, you I invited did. me to come help you harvest. I needed help harvesting, but uh -huh. the the problem was the harvesting was late September of 2001. So this is just a week or two after 9/11, and you know New York is on alert. I mean, there's anthrax. There's so the, the Ground Zero is still smoking. People are still. I mean, it was in, insanity, as you well remember, and I will remember. Well, we but we had it covered. We had Why to get we had it covered because we had Easy Pass. Right. Early an early version of Easy Pass. Well, here's the thing, there's no way into the city without passing through a toll. Uh, so I remember being very sketched out because I mean these tolls at the time had like, you know, military guys with machine guns pointed at your car. Uh, and every car was getting, you know, the once over. Uh, and I do, and, well, and do you remember, do you remember, do you remember <laughs> what happened? I do remember that we had a trunk full of garbage bags, full of weed that was stinking so much that every time we'd stop at a stop light or a stop sign or whatever, it would just permeate outwardly from the car. Uh, and we, it just felt like we were riding on a, on a bomb or something like, you know, we were leaving behind just this hugely pungent odor. And so I do remember we had to take the GW bridge. And I think they waved us through from what I remember. We just 
What happened, what happened was we're thinking we got easy pass, so we're going to get to fly through and no problem. So we see people stopped at the toll booth and whatever. We get in the easy pass lane and the person in front of us, their easy pass didn't work. You remember uh, now? Uh, so we got stuck. So what happened was we got stuck and so they stopped and the person comes out of the booth with a clipboard to take down their information and their license plate number. And we're sitting there and the trail wind is going through the, 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 the what do you call it? The, the, right. And all of a sudden, as the woman's there, we see her look up and look back at us like this, kind of, and sniff. Both of us, we're shitting bricks now. We're totally shitting bricks. That's when she went and proceeded to finish doing her job. She waved the person through, and luckily we went up. The light turned green, and we took off. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I remember. We, so we from then on we mapped a path that had no more toll boots to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> we got back and we trimmed that stuff up. I think at your apartment, <laughs> and we had a, you know multiple jars of some nice strawberry cough to smoke for free, which was amazing. Yeah. You know, during a time when it was very much needed. And then, you know, around 02 is when I started full-time at High Times. And I think you left around 04 or 05. I did. And I, I thought you were crazy. I was like, <laughs> how, how could you leave a gig like this, you know? And uh, I guess now I understand. But uh, huh. at, the time, I <laughs> at the time, I thought you were nuts, man. And you did so great. <laughs> <laughs> you went out west. And you, you know, you continued to Dude. make a name for yourself and you built companies. Dude, I, I had just done two stories about Eddie Lepp. I don't remember the name of the, it was called, called the Healing Fields. And every time I went out there, I'd rent a car in San Francisco airport and I'd drive up the 101. And as soon as I'd make the right on uh, uh, Route 20 and I'd see Lake Mendocino glistening in the sun off to the right, that third time I went up there, I just literally, I was like, what am I doing? Why not live here? <laughs> why, why? And that's when I went back and started kind of planning my escape and figuring out <laughs> how I could work it out and I guess not burn bridges and stuff. Right. Now, right. what year was that? Was that 2004? Yeah, I was there. I was staffed from 99 to 04. I did. I literally lived out my, I gave myself five years when I moved to New York City. I said, I said, I've got five years and then I got to figure something else out because people get stuck in New York City and that's fine. I love New York. I am from New York, but I am not a city guy. I am, I need solitude and I need, I just need, and so, yeah, I got out when I needed to. I was. It seems I, like right, right before they took the buds out of the magazine. <laughs> Is that right? You know, it was really funny because, you know what was funny was when they killed High Times, the, 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 the uh, what's his name came in with, um, Mailer. The, the, it was Mailer and Stratton, yeah. Mailer and Stratton came in and they had this great idea to kill High Times as a Bud <laughs> magazine and they handed Grow America to me and Bloom. Right. And I became, for one issue, I was managing editor. Bloom, was I? Yeah, I was Bloom. Bloom was what was Hager's position? He was editor in chief of High Times, I believe. So Bloom became editor in chief, and they named me managing editor. They gave me no raise. So, so 
they expected me to be real happy with all this responsibility and but no raise and that was right it was coincidentally when i was asking to leave right and so there's two issues with me as managing editor of grow america mm-hmm. and that was really my swan song right well and before you left you told me something very important you said dan you can do this and i was like looking at you like what do you mean and you said you can grow and you can write and you can do this. And I was already kind of dabbling in it, you know, and uh, I really took that to heart. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you did. I said uh, something else. I said something else, too. I said, don't forget, they need you more than you right. need them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I took it to heart, man. Thank you. And so let's take it back, though, with you. Let's take it back to your earliest experiences with cannabis uh, and you know, what, what, what turned you on to cannabis and, and, and how you got into growing? Let's talk just a little bit about young Kyle. Well, what got me into cannabis is not really so interesting. It was just a really preteen moment of buying a really bad sack of weed in middle school and smoking it all up. And, and that was it. It was all over for me. I was, I, was, I was no longer the good kid who did all his homework and shit. I was now, I was now a rebellious young teen. But uh, I was, I was probably about 25 or 23 when my pot dealer, Danny Pollock, came to me. I had just moved into a condo with a, with a walk-in, a two-bedroom condo with a walk-in closet. And I showed him around and he went, dude, I'm gonna, I'll show you how to grow. He, he had been failing. Everywhere he set up this little Emily's garden in his mom's house, he got busted. In his brother's house, he got busted. And so he brought his equipment over to my closet. And the first time he brought over some grow, two, two powders, a grow powder and a bloom powder and some pH test strips and an Emily's garden and a 400 watt light. And the first buds I grew were the size of soda cans, 12 ounce Coke cans. <laughs> and, and I looked at those things and I said, your life is never gonna be the same. <laughs> And that was, you know, and that, and that first crop got robbed. I was working at a car dealership about five miles from home. And I came home one day and my back window, the window was thrown in. There was a three pound weight, like for lifting weights and threw in the, reached in, unlocked it and came inside and stole everything. One of the guys I knew took off to uh, Florida with my crop, first crop ever. <laughs> yeah, and you had some run-ins with the law along the way as well, right? I mean, not, it wasn't always uh, perfect harvests and, and awesome, you know. I got arrested in Jewett, New York, J-E-W-I-T-T, incorporated in like 1750 or something. Uh, and the newspaper said I was arrested with an in excess of 50 pounds of marijuana worth $2.5 million. <laughs> it was actually maybe seven or eight pounds of marijuana worth forty dollars to $50,000. And I did uh, 10 days thinking I was going to do seven to 10 years. And that's when Simone Montesabian from High Times Magazine made a few phone calls and got me released on an illegal search and seizure. I think she just basically said, don't even make me come down there. She never had <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, I think I cried myself to sleep one or two nights because I thought my nightmare had come true. 
and I was gonna end up spending multiple years in jail. And one day I woke up and somewhere in the middle of that day, the morning, I had this really weird feeling that everything was gonna be okay. And sometime that day, some guard, somebody said, your lawyer called today. And I didn't know I had a lawyer. <laughs> and um, later, somehow I got a communication that high time, I think my mom told me, and, um, and then my mood picked up and I eventually got released on uh, the day that Jason Avery, my brother made bail, sold everything I owned, gave them my bail money. I got released on time served for illegal search and seizure. He did the homeboy shopping club out of his van. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that wasn't, and then, and then I got arrested in 2010 in Mendocino in a house that I bought and owned, thought everything was wonderful. I was growing completely legally, legally. I was growing legally. And uh, I remember the cops after they came to my house and interviewed me for 40 minutes, which my lawyer, by the way, said, and I quote, I've never heard anybody talk to the police for such a length of time and not incriminate themselves once. <laughs> Wow. They, uh, I eventually got 18 months non-reporting probation, but I couldn't kind of grow for profit anymore. See, we can say that nowadays. It's all post-prohibition. You, <laughs> you can't get in trouble for things you did in the past. Right. You know? and it's just, it's history now. And, uh, and yeah, so basically they bankrupted me in a sense because I had a big house and I couldn't support myself anymore through my consulting. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, but, but man, look, I will always be here to give back to the, to the community because there are warriors who've been through such much more turmoil than me. They've lost their lives, their children, their homes. And, and that's why I've always been willing to get on my horse, so to speak, you know, on my car and drive to, uh, uh um, shows and and speak out since forever and i always will be you know yeah man i'm wearing my uh my black tuna t-shirt right here in honor of uh our friend bobby tuna who did almost 30 years just for cannabis i mean it's insane uh we definitely got to free the prisoners but let's talk about the transition from you know the two-part formulas to where you are now with uh veganics um which excludes even things like bat guano and, and seabird guano uh, which we should remind people is actually shit, right? <laughs> you know, I look, I was cooped up in various apartments and houses over a span of eight years. I moved two to three times a year. I never did more than two harvests in one place so that nobody would get a scent, uh, pardon the pun, of what <laughs> I did. Um, and so it was always about, you know, this isn't just me. It was about making the most of what you had. And for me, it wasn't about growing the most, it was about growing the best. So it was about what could I add to make the plants react more to me, to what I wanted, to make them react quicker, harder, and uh, you know, more color, more flavor, more potency, whatever it was I wanted at the time. And, um, and that involved nutrition, right? So, you know, you're feeding these powders and, uh, and they're growing these great buds 
So you start doing a little reading and I ordered my first books, The Grower's Bible by, by Mel Frank and Ed Rosenthal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there are, are you know, little bits about organic and then, and then um, Jorge Cervantes became my, men, my first real mentor. I didn't start never missing his grow column. And, uh, and, you know, started experimenting with uh, Dr. Earths and, and Alaska fish, uh, anything you could get at the store. There were no groceries. <laughs> You'd go to Home Depot, you'd go to your nursery, and you'd look at organic certified things, and I'd take them home, and I'd experiment with them. Age old, and, uh, you know, and, and these things were on, you know, nursery shelves long before the day. And then the High Times gig really gave me another level on top of it of research that I had to do in order to start writing about, you know, reviewing products and such. And, and then after a few years of that, you know, that's what gave me the chops, so to speak, to be able to think I could actually create my own line of fertilizers. Right. And, and what, what's your preferred uh, growing medium to, to actually put the plants into? I am stuck on ProMix HPCC. The CC stands for chunk core. So you get the dual air water holding capabilities of both sphagnum and core. Mm-hmm. Sphagnum is way better at encourage, encouraging microbial life than core is. If you look at the two materials under a microscope, core is very smooth. When you first get it, it's, it's like a new towel that you bought and you try to take it home and wrap it around yourself and it doesn't absorb any water until you put it in the wash a couple times. Sphagnum, however, is much more rough and it encourages microbial life right from the very beginning. So the chunk core comes in little marble sized chunks. It gives you aeration. They lower the amount of perlite and increase the amount of aeration. I love that shit. I really, really love that shit. Nice. Yeah. And another interesting thing is that it's all come full circle now because you know, you went from growing in your house, to growing in your house, you know? Yeah, I'm growing in my living room, man. You know, <laughs> California is a wonderful place. I'm growing my own meds. I got a little four by eight tent in my living room, thanks to Bud Box Grow Tents. They're freaking awesome. And uh, I got some new gear, uh, the new LED lights from Hydro Farm, Photo Bios. Uh-huh. And my plants have literally gone from clones to shrubs that I topped and I'm ready to flower any day or within a week in 13 days. Tomorrow's gonna to be two weeks. And what size are the containers? Three gallon. I'm gonna flower right in three gallon pots. Uh, they're gonna end up about three feet tall. And um, I'll hope for about uh, four, good four ounce average of plant. Wow, nice. Well, let's talk about your collaboration with homegrowncannabisco.com. What's going on there? You, I've seen some writing and uh, What's, what's the deal? Well, it's a really awesome site. Um, the, the guys who are making it approached me shit over a year now, almost a year and a half now. And um, uh, one of them, Serge, uh, he, I've known him for shit, like even before the Buds and Roses days. Um, he uh, came and interviewed me, came from Spain, and he has been collecting and uh, selling seeds now for like a decade and collecting genetics. And he has this amazing seed catalog. And so they approached me to build homegrowncannabisco.com. 
and I am kind of the um, uh, the the educational entertainment part of the site. So for the last year, I've been giving them a week a month, and before this whole lockdown thing happened, we went up to. Uh, Swami Selects Farm up in Mendocino, and we stayed there for a week, and we went and we saw uh, the Dukes, my old boys, the Dukes, uh, High Dukes High Grade, and we filmed there, and um, we did some, uh, some grows in LA, THC Design, where we did a lot of our educational stuff, and so I did, I did basic videos on cloning and pruning and setting up a grow. We went to a hydro store, and put on a card all the different things you would need to do a tent grow. And um, so it's a cool mix of ed entertainment and education and a good, finally a good place that I can send people to say, you want good seeds, go here. And they have hundreds of strains. Most of them are feminized. That's what they're known for is they're feminized seeds. So if you want cookies, they've got them feminized. You want hash plant, they got it feminized. You want gelato, sorbet, wedding cake crashers. They've got almost everything feminized. I'm involved with that, and it's a lot of fun. Right on. Well, also, where can people find you through social media? Mostly the only platform that doesn't really give me the negative heebie-jeebies right now is Instagram. I really like my Instagram. Kyle Cushman 420, I got the blue check up on the corner, you know? And that really helps, man, because I gotta be one of the most frauded guys in the cannabis industry. People email me with a screenshot from their phone of people texting them with Chinese characters on it. And the guy calls himself Larry Budford, but he's got a picture of Kyle Cushman and it links to a phony website on Instagram. And they're selling weed and seeds and I just can't believe it's just, I can't believe it. People should know better than to try to buy weed or seeds from us directly. I mean, that's just not within the realm of possibility, but uh, you know, you can always read our writing. Kyle's is on uh, homegrown, homegrowncannabisco.com. And uh, yeah, I mean, we could talk for hours <laughs> and we have talked for hours. But uh, what do you have as a message out there for people? I mean, obviously, we're going through this uh, coronavirus situation, uh, but there are cannabis users out there who uh, want to grow their own. Why, why should they look into veganics and why should they uh, care, you know, what they're growing? Um, first off, you know, I really feel lucky and kind of special that I get to be able to even give my opinion and impressions on this. Growing your own anything is a really, really amazing uh, uh, feeling to give yourself. Uh, growing your own food and growing your own uh, cannabis to, uh, to put your head in the right place is one of the most luxurious things that you can do for yourself. Both growing food and growing cannabis because the feeling you get of being self-sufficient in those ways you can't really replace with any other feeling it's a feeling all onto its own and um you know i remember i just thought of the first time i smoked in amsterdam how what a revelation that was to me the first time i smoked and felt that i wasn't breaking the law 
I didn't know that it would hit me the way it did. I didn't know. I mean, I was like, I was a hippie, but it did. It really hit me deep inside. And I took it back to America and it made me more determined to spread it. And that's what I say is that it's a really profound feeling. And um, you, you deserve to give that to yourself. And that's why I continue to, 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 to educate on home growing. Well, all right, man. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for being a guest on this uh, debut episode of Grow Bud Yourself. Really appreciate your friendship and your support and your love all, over all the years. Um, everybody check out Kyle Cushman 420 on Instagram. Go to homegrowncannabisco.com to see uh, what he's getting into. And, you know, there's seeds there too if you want. Thanks a lot. And uh, we'll be back with our cultivation segment after these few moments. All right, so we are back, and uh, I believe this is our famed cultivation segment. Yes, our first one in quite a while, so maybe we'll be a little rusty, but uh, hopefully we <laughs> still have some good info to provide. Yeah, absolutely, and I think, uh, you know, since it is our first one, we should start at the beginning, and we should start with what it's going to take for people to get started growing. I mean, you don't just put a plant in your windowsill. I mean, that's something you can do. Uh, but you're not going to reap any huge benefits from that. Uh, you really want a dedicated grow space. And by that, I mean a room, a closet, a grow box, or a tent. And honestly, the tent is probably your best bet because one person can put it up, one person can take it down. Uh, everything really is included. And on top of that, we have a, an amazing offer from one of our, uh, you know, friends, Sweetleaf Nutrients. Uh, Sweetleaf, S-U-I-T-E-L-E-A-F, uh, is a nutrient brand that I've been affiliated with for a few years, and they have an amazing deal uh, where you can enter to win an, a complete indoor home garden kit. This is a grow box, uh, a tent, basically. So the prize package includes a grow tent, LED lights, uh, a set of Sweetleaf plant nutrients, pots, saucers, oscillating fan, ratchet hangers. Um, there's no purchase necessary to enter. It's valid for US and Canadian residents only. Uh, you gotta be 21 years of age to enter. And the, it ends on May 10th, 2020. Uh, the winner is gonna be chosen on May 31st. Basically, you go to sweetleaf.com, that's S-U-I-T-E-L-E-A-F.com, and that's where you can enter to win this $500 value. Um, the contest rules are uh, you enter at that website and then you repost the flyer uh, to your Instagram page, tag Sweetleaf Nutrients and Grow Bud Yourself, and you will be signed up to potentially win a tent. So I got to say, that's like a that's a pretty good giveaway gift right there. It's a huge value. Yeah. It really is. It's pretty much everything you need. I mean, you're going to also need some, you know, some other equipment. You're going to need seeds. You're going to need uh, you know, the, the exhaust fan and charcoal filtration system. Um, you're going to need probably the, the growing medium, you know, whichever one you choose. But, but a lot of the other things are covered there. And I think that's really amazing. Everything's built in. So it's, it's really cool. And I, it's really the number one thing I recommend in my book and for almost all beginners is get yourself a tent, 
set it up, and you know, you're basically ready to get started right there and then. So speaking of that, speaking of getting started, why don't we tell people a little bit more about getting started, right? I mean, it's springtime, so it's a good time to learn that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, now is the time to plant seeds. Indoors, you can plant almost any time, but if you're doing, you know, greenhouse, outdoor, anything like that, uh, you know, spring is the time you plant. Summer is the vegetative stage, uh, and then fall is the flowering stage. Indoors, you control all those stages. So, uh, depending on you know the setting of the lights uh, with the timers that you get, uh, that's where you control the vegetative and the flowering stage. But really, you need to understand the basics of how uh, cannabis plants grow. Um, so first is the germination stage uh, where you're popping the seeds open. Then the plant is in the vegetative stage where it's growing uh, leaves and branches, uh, but no flowers. Then when you cut that cycle, that light cycle to 12 hours on, 12 hours off, you begin the flowering stage and you're about you know approximately 60 days or so from harvest at that point, depending on the strain. Um, but you need a calendar. You need to take notes. You need to make sure you understand how photosynthesis works and how these different stages of life work. Um, and you need seeds, okay? Unless you have access to clones, which not everybody does, and you should be wary sometimes of also, you know, bringing bugs into your grow if you're if you're bringing in clones because sometimes you can't even see them. Sometimes there's pathogens and things that are unseen, but they're there, and you know, there's really nothing you can do. Uh, so growing from seed really, you know, is highly recommended. If you're a beginner, then, you know, you may want to experiment with feminized seeds. You might want to take a look at autoflowering seeds. Um, these are the different options that you have. And then you have regular seeds, which will come out male or female. Either way, uh, you're going to want to germinate those seeds. I recommend, like I said, germinating them right into their grow medium. So if you've got ProMix, uh, as Kyle, you know, recommended that uh, ProMix, with the, uh, the perlite and everything. That's a nice, loose, airy mix. You moisten that and you put your seed in, you know, quarter inch to a half inch under, cover that up. And within two, or two days or so, you'll see that sprout popping out. Uh, once you see the sprout, you want that light right there on that plant, you know, uh, at whatever recommended distance for the wattage of your light. If it's an LED, if it's a fluorescent, if it's a high intensity discharge light, you know, follow the instructions, but don't let the plants stretch up into the light. Make sure you have that light at the proper distance. That's what's great about the tents. They come with these ratchet hangers that you can raise and lower the light. Um, the tents are also flood proof. I mean, there's so many advantages to it. So, you know, don't forget to enter to win that tent at sweetleaf.com. Uh, everything's contained in there too. I mean, if you need to, you can even dry your plants in there. Although I don't recommend it because it takes uh, some time out of your next harvest. But again, you've got your tent, you've got your plants germinated, the lights are there, you have begun the vegetative stage. So again, if you're growing from regular seeds, you're gonna wanna determine the plant sex at some point. Um, after they've vegetated for a little while, uh, you're gonna start seeing pre-flowers and then you might start seeing uh, flowers start to form, especially if you've begun the flowering period. Uh, if you do, you want to get rid of the males. The males look like tiny yellow bananas hanging down uh, at the nodes where the leaf meets the stem. And the females will look like a little teardrop, upside down teardrop with a white hair sticking out of that. So keep the females, get rid of the males. And you're ready. You're well on your way. At that point, you just want to avoid overwatering. 
avoid overfeeding and you know make sure that light is at the right distance to your plants you can prune during that vegetative stage that's an important time where you can build what you're doing is building a root system at that point because that's what's going to support your flowers later and you really want to just make sure that those roots don't stay super wet or super dry so they want to have a wet and a dry cycle and you will see that the growth is amazing and you can prune you can pinch you can uh, use the fimming technique, which is called Fuck I Missed. And uh, you can do all kinds of things during that stage to create more and more branches and leaves uh, for later. But once you start the flowering stage by changing that light cycle to 12 hours on, 12 hours off, you really want to stop any sort of pruning. You don't want to do any repotting of the plants. Again, in the vegetative stage, if your plant pots are totally root bound, you can repot those plants you can transplant them into larger containers if you do that during the flowering stage you're going to suffer setbacks during that flowering stage so you know save all of your extra stuff that you're doing for the vegetative stage and during the flowering stage just water and feed the plant as needed and don't mess with it as far as uh, transplanting or pruning because then that will affect your overall yield in the end all right. Uh, so that's a, a little bit of information about how to get started. And as Dan mentioned, there's also that great uh, sweet leaf giveaway, which could also help you get started. Um, you know, around here, back in the old days, uh, we would sometimes play some games to help people learn a little bit more about cultivation. And one of those games is the fabled uh, puff or pass. So I will ask uh, Dan a series of questions and he will either puff or pass on them and then give a little explanation as to why. You ready to do this? Let's do it. Puff or pass. All right, here we go. Uh, question number one. Joints are the best way to conserve your cannabis. <laughs> I'm going to say pass. Uh, as much as I love joints, uh, it's really my preferred way to consume cannabis uh, for a number of different reasons, some of which are have changed now, <laughs> of course, because um, part of that was the social you know, uh, passing of the joint, but I ha I'm going to have to pass on it as some way, as a way to conserve. Uh, really the way you want to conserve is with, uh, one hitters or, uh, you know, packing bowls, uh, vaporizers, things like that. I mean, that's really how you're going to conserve joints and blunts are in a lot of ways, a waste of the material. I mean, it, it is the way that we've always, you know, preferred to consume in some ways because, uh, you know, it's just, it's enjoyable and it's social. Uh, but again, it's a waste. You wind up with roaches and filters and all these th extraneous things. And I think, you know, the one hitter, um, especially, hey, the Bogart, you know, <laughs> shout, yeah, out to, yeah, yeah. shout out to, to, to Bogarts because those are absolutely, you know, the ideal way at this point. I mean, you pack yourself a hit and, uh, you know, you can pack your friend a hit and you can share the enjoyment of the cannabis without sharing the actual, you know, end of the joint or the one hitter there. So I would say pass on the joints, even though, uh, you know, I like the Rasta style where they roll a joint for themselves and they roll a joint for you and you smoke yours and they smoke theirs, but it certainly doesn't save material. It doesn't conserve cannabis. So pass on the joints. All right. Yeah. We kind of got two answers there. Um, first of all, in the, in BC, uh, before coronavirus, uh, joints were kind of cool, but you know we have to worry about uh, transmission of things now more than uh, before. And then also, 
not the best method for conserving uh, your cannabis. All right, so we uh, pass on that one. Let's move on to the next question. Um, this, meaning uh, right now, springtime, April, is a great time to plant autoflower seeds. Yes, I will puff on that for sure. Uh, it is a great time, especially because uh, if you're planting regular seeds or even feminized seeds right now, you won't be harvesting those until the fall. So, you know, we're talking about outdoors or indoors, really. I mean, it's going to take three to four months uh, for those to come to fruition. Whereas autoflowers, you could be harvesting, you know, in July if you plant now uh, because they have such a shorter lifespan. So if you want to have a couple of harvests, you know, sort of staggered, uh, you can plant some autos now and plant some regular seeds or feminized seeds now, and you'll have the autos coming up in the middle of summer, and you'll have, you know, I mean, finish ripening at that time, uh, and then you'll have your secondary harvest of your regular or feminized plants that would come, you know, end of September, early October. So you get this sort of double staggered harvest, and again, you can plant the autos now and harvest them in June or July. Plant autos again in June and July and have a second harvest of those, you know, uh, October, November. So um, that's really the benefit of autos is that, you know, basically you plant a seed and 75 to 90 days later, you harvest your plants. And so that's, uh, yeah, I would puff on that all day long. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, now is a great time to plant autoflower seeds, says Dan. Um, question number three. Uh, the more food you give your plants, the bigger the buds will be. Puff or pass? Pass. Pass. Hard pass on that. <laughs> I mean, that's really, that's kind of been the plague of uh, cannabis growing. And people have heard me harp on this for years, overfeeding, overfeeding. But hey, like I said, everywhere you see the pictures of the plant, you'll see burnt leaf tips, uh, even on the beauty shots. And those burnt leaf tips are a sure indication of overfeeding. So I always you know, I'm going to pass on overfeeding, I think puff on lightly feeding and underfeeding, and then, you know, add, you can always add more, you can't take it away. So uh, this, there's this mentality that if I give the plant more food, it'll grow bigger. Uh, but that's, there's definitely a curve there, you want to flatten that curve. <laughs> there's diminishing returns. At, at a certain point, you're just poisoning your plant, you're overfeeding it, and it can't handle the amount of nutrients that you're giving it. And that's when it's going to show those burnt leaf tips. And those are just the first indication. Then you keep overfeeding it and those burnt leaf tips become burnt leaves and eventually it really burns out your buds. So pass on, uh, you know, overfeeding or just shoving, you know, plant food uh, down your plant's throat. All right. So we're passing on that. And, you know, as a side note, I feel as if I've been overfeeding myself during this quarantine and <laughs> stuffing food down my own face because... I'm just running out of stuff to do, honestly, around the house. So. Um, all right, so we pass on that. Let's move on to question number four. Uh, puff or pass, you don't have to monitor pH if you're growing organically. Okay, that's another pass. Uh, no matter how you're growing, pH is very important, and it can, uh, it can be in flux in organic gardens, and it can be in flux in, in chemical gardens. So uh, pH is very important. It, uh, it, it determines whether your plant can absorb nutrients or not. So if the pH of your growing medium is off, your roots will not be able to absorb nutrients. Um, so you can be feeding them just fine, and there's just no food getting to the plant. Uh, 
you need to check pH no matter what. With, with everything that you're adding to your plants, you know, any nutrient solution that you add, first you mix that nutrient solution. You don't want it to be you know, freezing cold. You don't want to shock the roots. But one thing you want to do is check the pH of that when you add it. And if you're growing organically, you want that pH, you know, right around 6.0, 6.2, just, you know, just on the underside of seven, which is neutral. So just on the acidic side. Uh, hydro gardens can go a little more, you know, you can go 5.5, 5.8. Uh, but again, you need to make sure you're within those parameters in order for your roots to be able to absorb all of the different nutrients, which are absorbed at different, you know, different rates at, you know, when the pH is out of bounds. So a lot of times people will misjudge a pH imbalance as a, as a lack of nutrient, and then they make the problem worse. They compound it by adding nutrients that can't be absorbed, and you're creating a toxic environment for your plants and your roots. Check the pH of everything you add, and you know what? Check the pH of the water that comes out at the end of, of your, uh, at the end of, you know, when you've already watered and you have the, the uh, water coming out of the bottom of your container, check the pH of that too, because that'll give you an idea of what's in the actual grow medium. And there's also, you know, ways you can test the medium as well um, with, you know, sticks and tubes and all kinds of different uh, pH monitoring equipment. And again, it's very important. So definitely, uh, you know, pass on not checking pH when you're growing organically or in any way possible. Okay. Very good. That one is a pass. Uh, okay. Final question, puff or pass. And this one uh, goes back to uh, that giveaway we mentioned earlier, but a, uh, a small closet or tent grow can yield enough cannabis for your year round consumption. Oh, I will definitely puff on that. That's a hundred percent true. Uh, six, eight plants in a small tent with a, you know, a month, five, six week veg time, um, you want to have at least a five gallon container for that plant, uh, give it that month or, you know, six weeks or so of veg time in that container, then you flower for two months and you can get easily, I mean, very easily uh, a quarter pound from a plant that's gone through that amount. So, you know, six plants, quarter pound per plant, pound and a half every three months. It's really a lot of cannabis. Um, and you can make hash with the leaves that you trim off and you can make butter. There's so many things you can do. Um, you'll end up sharing cannabis with people uh, just because you have, you know, plenty of jars of cannabis and now you got another harvest coming three months after uh, down the pike. So I do think you can supplement, you know, not just supplement, but provide uh, enough cannabis for one, possibly two, even more people just from a small tent. And, uh, you know, for pennies on the dollar. I mean, what you're paying is ridiculous. And on top of that, you can have microgreens in that same space. You can be providing yourself food as well, um, which is really important in this time, obviously. Um, anything we can do to reduce uh, the amount of food we need to purchase is a huge plus. So not only can you provide your own cannabis in a very small space, um, you can also feed yourself. Very good, yeah two-for-one kind of thing right there. You uh, grow bud yourself. And then maybe also some microgreens. Um, that was Puffer Pass. So thank you for playing. We hope you enjoyed that. You know what? Uh, we, um, because this is our debut episode of the new show, uh, we haven't been able to get a ton of questions, but we, we love answering our listeners' questions. 
we want you guys to send us more. We have a couple to go through. We're running a little long here, so we'll, we'll bang through them real quick. But moving forward, if you have a question that you'd like Dan to answer on this show, uh, you could email us uh, info at growbudyourself.com and uh, maybe we'll answer your question on air. So let's get started here, Dan. Uh, these are f all from uh, the BC times, um, but we're going to bring them back here because there's a couple good questions included. So first up is um, Bing, who writes, uh, hi, Danny and Mike. I'm a longtime outdoor grower from small scale to large. My question is, do you have any tips for aerating soil? I'm talking about how after some time, the soil gets harder and doesn't take water as easily. Okay, interesting. Yes. Uh what happens there too is sometimes it just gets that crusty surface on top and you water and the water comes out the bottom and the soil doesn't take any of the water in. Uh, and what you can do is soften the water. Uh, I recommend this if that's the case. You add a dr one drop of uh, dishwashing liquid, a, a natural dishwashing liquid, and that softens the water enough so that it'll absorb into your soil. Another thing you can do, and I highly recommend this as well, um, rather than you know transplant the plant into new soil, uh, if you have room, add fresh soil on top and water that in, and that will water in you know the, the the nutrients from that fresh soil will slowly sort of seep down to the more spent soil that's in that same pot, and it'll feed that plant, and it'll also allow that water to absorb into that more kind of crusty, stale soil that's been there for a while. So, you know, as an alternative to repotting the plant entirely, add soil mix on top and water it in. Um, but yeah, the, the, the soft, softening the water and adding that soil mix will definitely allow that water to absorb better into your soil. All right, excellent. Thank you, Bing. Our next question comes from Reefer Franklin. Uh, he writes, what's good, Danny and Mike? I just recently lost a whopping 75 pounds of body fat and had to basically throw out my entire wardrobe because it no longer fits, which is a good problem to have. Uh, I magically ended up with an empty closet, and I figured instead of refilling it with clothes, I would fill it with 15 mothers and five father plants. Hmm. Uh, the dimensions are 24 by 54 by 100 and I only want to use the space to keep mothers and take root clones. After that, they go into perpetual sea of green. My question is, what are the basics I need to get by? Uh, mainly, can I get by with some T5 lights or something uh, with less heat and that's less money intensive than HID? What sort of ventilation uh, setup should I consider? Things of that nature uh, that I might be overlooking. So uh, what would you say to Reefer Franklin? So I'm not sure what you mean by father plants. And if you mean growing male plants, uh, I think it's ill-advised unless you're starting a breeding program. Uh, if you're growing female mother plants that you're going to take clones from and put them into that perpetual sea of green system, then I think uh, you'd be perfectly fine in that closet space with a T5 light. You want to keep air moving, but it's not important to have a constant source of CO2 or fresh air in the space. So you're basically just keeping those plants alive. Uh, you know, you want to maintain them, make sure they're well watered, uh, but they should be fine under, you know, the T5s that you're talking about. You don't want mother plants to grow too quickly because you're not taking cuttings of them all the time. You're taking cuttings when you need them. Um, so like I said, the T5 in the closet would be fine. 
uh, air circulation is good. Uh, they can be on a 18 or 20 hour lights on cycle. So you, you doesn't, it's not a big deal if you open the door or close the door. So keep the door open when you can so they can get fresh air and uh, you know, keep them healthy and you'll have a steady supply of clones. All right, very good. Uh, thank you, Reefer Franklin. Let's do one more. We have ML who writes, uh, very quickly, can you give me some start and finish ideas on growing in Jamaica? Interesting. Okay, well, I mean, the climate in Jamaica is amazing for growing. Uh, there's lots of different microclimates, so it really depends if you're growing indoors or outdoors or in a greenhouse. But really, you should be growing outdoors because you get perfect amount of sunshine, amazing humidity. I think, you know, just a little bit of rain every day. It's almost perfect. It's what we try to recreate when we do indoor grow spaces. So, you know, there's really no reason not to take advantage of that tropical sunshine. Um, you know, find yourself a southern facing hill, you know, if you got access to that sort of thing. And, you know, keep your soil well maintained, make sure to add organic material and, you know, water the plants as needed. But you're really in a perfect environment to grow. And you almost have like a 12-12 all the time. So you're not going to get big, huge trees unless you use supplemental lighting. So, you know, you can plant almost any time and just harvest, you know, three or four months later. And really, you have that amazing, uh, rich soil. You have incredible amount of sunshine, obviously, uh, nice humidity level. And just be sure to process the plants properly. A lot of times in Jamaica, they will dry the plants in sun uh, and then they'll brick it up for export. And they basically ruin uh, what ultimately would be really amazing, beautiful buds by drying them in the sun, decreasing the amount of THC and cannabinoids and terpenoids that they produced, and then, you know, breaking them up and mushing them all together uh, to create like a, a chunk instead of a bud. So, you know, don't put them in paper bags, put them in glass jars, and, you know, you'll end up with an amazing product of incredible Jamaican cannabis. All right. Very cool. Uh, thank you, ML, and congratulations on becoming uh, probably the first person to grow uh, cannabis in Jamaica. Those, <laughs> those were our, um, our questions, but obviously we want to build up our listener questions. So if you um, have a question you would like Dan to answer on this show, please do email us. It's info at growbudyourself.com. Uh, that is it for the cultivation segment. Uh, what do you say we take a little break and come back and wrap it up? Sounds good. All right, you guys, we really hope you enjoyed the show. I just want to say thank you so much to Bogart Disposable One-Hitter Pipes. Please remember to text DANKO to 434-204-2042 to participate in their giveaway of a nine-pack of Bogarts. We are also supported by Jack Lloyd. He's Canada's cannabis lawyer. So if you're in need of any cannabis legal advice, please reach out to Jack Lloyd. His email is info at lloydlawcorporation.ca and you can see him on Twitter at Jack Lloyd Lawyer. All right, we're back and uh, and we're wrapping up the the very first ever episode of Grow Bud Yourself. <laughs> Incredible. I love yeah. it. We're a little 
little rusty, but we're going to get better, I would imagine. Yeah, and you know, it's all about consistency. We're going to be out every week. We want you to join us at patreon.com slash Danny Danko. Spread the word. Yeah, spread spread the the gospel. Yeah, Yeah, we're back. Absolutely. We're going to have some great guests coming up too, so that's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. We've got people that are going to be teaching you how to grow. And uh, if you want to check out vapor.com and use that code GBY for Grow Bud Yourself, yeah, that's only, you get 20% off if you do it today, uh, in April, 20%, and then, you know, tomorrow and beyond uh, 15%. So that's coupon right. code GBY. Yeah, and that helps support the show as well. So we really appreciate you guys for sticking with us. Uh, we hope that you will join us in future episodes and on that Patreon page. And yeah, remember, grow bud yourself. 